Good evening, church, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Cole. I'm the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ, and we still have Amy Tustin, our guest, our domestic missionary, who's visiting the congregation here at Central in Victoria, and we're so grateful and thankful. And so welcome back to part two on the Heart Enhanced podcast of our interview with Amy. Uh, we're going to pick up right where we left off. If you noticed, uh, we are all in different clothes here. Uh, that break was a long one, and so uh, we're, we're overnight. actually... Overnight. That's right, overnight. We're actually recording this uh, Sunday afternoon. Um, and so I just, I just got done preaching. And so we're going to, we're going to get, jump in and get right where we left off. So if you're watching this on Facebook, uh, thank you so much for joining us uh, make sure to like the video and share it. That really helps us out. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. So you get notified every time we upload a video. And again, if you're listening to this on the heart and hands podcast through Spotify or Apple podcast, want to thank you again so much for joining us. So, uh, we're going to jump right in. Actually, let's pray and then we'll jump right in. All right. Father God, we come before your throne and we are grateful. Father, we are grateful to be called by your name. We are grateful for the blood of Christ. Father, most of all, Father, we are grateful for the opportunity to enter into your very throne room and to have fellowship with you. Father, I pray your blessing on this conversation. Father, I pray your blessing on all those who are listening. Father, you move and you work. And Father, help your church move and groove with you. Father, we love you and we thank you. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we left off uh, in the first part of this. We left off looking at, uh, we we heard your story, how you encountered the gospel and your obedience to that. We really dug into that. And we talked about, of course, one of the major and obvious cha cha challenges you may face. Um, what are some of the other challenges as a domestic missionary um, working in the United States? What, what are some of, the, some of the other major challenges you'd say that you face? Oh, I think the, the first one um, that comes to mind is just being like the one woman band, you know, mm -hmm. it's um, as in I got, got laundry to do. You got, I mean, every, uh, okay. everything is on me, you know? And so if the car needs maintenance, it's on me. I got to take it here and I got to call and get estimates for this. And, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and only so much energy in the tank. Um, and then to, you know, the, you can try to keep some, consistency in your schedule but of course in ministry you know that i mean life is life and what, so it, it doesn't a schedule <laughs> right so it doesn't really fit in a in a neat little neat little package and so it's um uh controlled chaos i guess you know where you're really trying to keep and again i you just get like on track with something well then well now it's something, something right it's it's just a it's a constant battle doing this um on my own uh coming up with now there's there's pros to it as well um but i don't necessarily have not that i can't call brothers and sisters in christ and bounce something but then you have to still fill in all of the backstory fill in all of and they still don't know the whole picture there's not enough time to explain all that. And so there's not a lot of, um, you know, when I'm trying to collaborate with somebody, they haven't been there from the beginning. You sure. know, it might just be bits and pieces. And so there's a lot of stuff. Like I mean, coming on a job, you know, halfway through the part way through. Exactly. So, um, so that's a little bit, uh, that's a bit of a challenge as well. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of, 
Uh, so one the one man band, the one the one person show, right? The one trick pony type thing. Mm-hmm. That's difficult because it's it's just you. So there's nobody else there that you can really call out to or or grab onto. I mean, there are people you have. Right. But most of that support structure, I imagine, is more, you know, emotional support, spiritual support, mm-hmm. rather than like concrete. Actually, I'll like, be there do- by five. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, certainly that could be challenging. Right. Now, you know. We've talked about, I've mentioned a couple of times that you're based out of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. but are you only working with people in Pennsylvania? Uh, no. Um, so technology is uh, is still a beautiful thing if used mm-hmm. properly. And no, actually, I am, I am just a connector. I am a relationship builder. And so I have ties across the globe. And so, um, you know, for example, there's somebody in... Uh, in Europe that has reached out and has continuously mentioned, you know, asked me questions like, and I think I may have mentioned uh, him earlier too, but um, how, how are you so peaceful? How did you quit drinking? What's your, why are you, why do you seem so calm? What's the, you know, things like that. And so that is somebody that I'm still able to, to work on, even though he's all the way over there. Um, So through technology, I just continue to position my life to be available. And then I let God do whatever it is that he's going to do. I continue to, as people reach out to me, if they're asking for prayer requests, you know, whatever the thing is, whatever my in is with them you hear them talk long enough and I ask certain questions and you can, you can tell where their gap is. You can, sure. there's a pain somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they might not even realize it subcon, you know, consciously, it might just be subconscious at that point. And so um, I, like I said, I, I just position, I make myself available. Um, I am punched in a hundred percent of the time. Um, and I am ready for that. And saying, "Okay, God, who, you know who's ne- what, who? Who do you want me to help?" And when He gets me connected with somebody, I just kind of we talked about the assessment, and I I just try to figure out kind of where, what, where at. what's the gap, what's yeah. what's the pain, what's my in, and that whole time it's the the purpose is always to move them closer to even folks who are maybe already in Christ. To move them closer to Christ, mm. you know, so it's almost like an assembly lot. Just keep, keep moving people toward Christ. And you said you had somebody in Europe. You know, I know that. So you're a, I want to say Philly. It's not Philly. Uh, Pittsburgh. So I, I would put po- I would poke mm. fun at Sean all the time about yeah. <laughs> Philly. Um, so again, if you're just joining us for part two and you didn't watch part one, we graduated in the same class. That's mm-hmm. how we met. Right. Um, but so it's Pittsburgh, right? You're Pittsburgh. Yes. So you're so you are based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And yesterday, you're here in Victoria, Texas, <laughs> and you drove to Mathis, Texas, to mm-hmm. make to, to follow up on a connection. Yes, you know, so you really do. I mean, you just said you had somebody in Europe, but to bring it home for us, you know, just down the road. I right. mean, Mathis maybe only an hour, hour and a half away, and somewhere, a half. somewhere mm-hmm. around there. So, you know, you really have people everywhere. I mean, who? You know, I was telling one of my elders, yeah, she's going. I was trying to tell one of the elders, Dan. In fact, I was telling Dan Spath, and he was like, Mathis. It's like, who did, how, how would she know anybody in Mathis? You know, Mathis is a very small town. And, and this is, of course, you know that. But um, so that's crazy. So you, 
it's 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 awesome like i say it's crazy it's awesome crazy so you are available for god to position and move however he needs you mm -hmm. and you've got connections and you're you're working with people all over the all over the planet that's pretty cool that's pretty cool to hear you say that yeah cool. <laughs> yeah it's, well you know if you, you you take a step back and look at what you're doing you know you're you are av available to help people move forward and with the, mm -hmm. the, the technology we have today the communication capabilities you mm -hmm. know i have zoom studies with people all the time so again if you if you want to sit down and study the word please reach out let me know yes i do zoom studies all the time you know we're constantly meeting and, and connecting to people via the internet mm -hmm. so it's it's an awesome it's an awesome tool it's an awesome resource like what you said you know what would paul have done had he had the internet right you know yeah and i could just imagine paul on he'd probably be in facebook jail if i know him but he's uh yeah he would certainly be he'd be starting another facebook <laughs> or he'd be he'd be i said he would make like people to start another facebook that's it right? he would yeah he would just have uh have an <laughs> alias and you know but <laughs> he'd have as, as many ghost accounts as you could possibly. It's called imagine. ingenuity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not. The truth doesn't stop. You know, the truth doesn't stop. Yeah. And guys like you know the the guy who owns Facebook. I forget his name. Zuckerberg. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the the guy who owns Facebook. The guy who owns Google. All these guys. Mm -hmm. They're they are dead set on getting everyone across the planet connected to the mm -hmm. internet. You know, there's that one tribe of people that you know are I forget they're they're somewhere in the in the Pacific and the, in the Asian islands area, South, South, South Pacific, I think. And there's an Island out there, you know, maybe it's off the coast of India. Anyway, the point is there's an Island off there that no one's allowed to go, hmm. but those people are going to, going to get me on the internet. <laughs> they're going you know to have saying? the internet. They're going to, they're going to airdrop phones to them with manuals <laughs> to teach them and everything like they're dead set. And so oh boy. as the church, we've got to be ready. We've got to, we've got to step into, I would say that it's past time that we stepped into this sphere, that we bring the gospel into this sphere. What do you think? That's, um, are you talking about the, the, did you say the fear? No, it's fear. Oh, you bring it into this fear. area. Oh, yes. Area. I was going, wait a minute. Sorry. I don't understand that question. That makes much more sense. But, um, you know, I speak for a living. <laughs> do you now? Yeah, I'm starting to wonder, <laughs> starting to question a little bit my enunciation. Oh. Yes. The bring it into that realm that we step into the realm of the internet that we, we, use, we be ready yes. to utilize it. We, yeah. And, and I, I certainly understand that we need to be cautious because there's a lot of not, mm. not good things going on. However, if used properly, that is a, Oh my word. I mean, we are all so connected and the whole point, not that it replaces oh, my phone right here, right? You yeah, real, real, right. right yep. I got mine right here. Uh, you know, not that it replaces real relationship, mm. but it's a supplement. Can we just treat it as a supplement? I was just talking to, uh, one of the brothers downstairs and, um, uh, just telling him that, uh, I just lost my train of thought now. You're talking about using it as a supplement. Using, using it, it as a supplement. Connect. Oh, I said I don't need to be in a like in a geographical location until I get to a certain point with that connection with that particular soul. Maybe they are on the cusp, and I see that okay, their hearts are God's prepping their hearts, and and they're ready to be connected in some way. It might be that somebody needs to study with them, that they need um, maybe a single, uh, a singles mom ministry or, a, you know, whatever. There's people that are gifted in the body of Christ. I can connect them to where it is in their 
area. Sure. And then, of, of course, at some point, like I did yesterday, at some point, okay, now I can physically go and drive and, and get there. But ultimately, a lot of this stuff has, that I do is, is done prepping through the internet, just keeping that contact going and, um, you know, prairie, qu you don't need to be face to face for that. What are, what are some of the things you look, cause you, cause you know, you said it, it's, it's very obvious to me that you, you know, in the military, we have a term eyes up, right? And it's, it's this idea of 360 degree awareness, you know, which is mm. all around, mm. all around awareness all the time. You know, I remember in basic training when you know, you step onto the grass, you'd have drill sergeants coming out of the woodwork screaming at you for stepping on the grass because you can't walk on the grass. There could be mm -hmm. mines. You don't right. know, right? And so it's all of this stuff that that builds into you, this situational awareness. And it sounds to me like you've your situational awareness hmm. is highly tuned, highly keyed into what God is doing and the people around you. What's some advice that you could give you know, to, to people you know, to congregations, what's some things that you could encourage us to do so that we could be better aware of what God is doing in people around us? <laughs> the first thing that, that comes to mind and people are probably going to go, yeah, right. Slow down. Really? Slow down. We have filled our own lives with noise mm. and stimulation and chaos and um, responsibility over the plate that God, you know, I always, I think about Jesus saying that, you know, he came to do the father, what the father has told me to do is what I came to do. That to me means nothing more and nothing less. He came to do exactly what it was that the father sent him to do. We have, and guilty, guilty, guilty. <laughs> we have this way of, oh, we are addicted to stimulation. We always have the radio going, the TV going, we're on the phone, we're juggling this. And we're, I mean, we'll got to get over here. Got, you have three minutes to get here. And we have to slow down first of all. If there is, and actually here's a plug for a book uh, called Margin. It's uh, by Dr. Richard A. Swenson. Um, and he he wrote this book because uh, there were so many people coming in to see him with all these symptoms, but there was nothing actually wrong with them. And it's ultimately stress. It These are stress symptoms. And so um, they were just uh, overwhelmed with life. And then we get depressed. And then uh, we are using food to, mm. to you know, just there's, it just. The coping mechanisms. Yes, the coping mechanisms. And it just continues. And this is what the devil wants. He wants us to be confused, tired, and I'll do it tomorrow. Um, you know, it's not that we don't have the heart to to step into this work, but it's it's we're it's tired. Exhausting. It's exhaust right. It's one Don't more you thing. Know how busy I That's am. That's it because we have already packed, and so that margin is like the margin around the the page of a you know in a book. Sure, we need elbow room. We need elbow room in our schedules first of all, or else we are not ever going to be able. Like you were saying, eyes up. The the awareness. We're not even aware. We're going okay. Where are my keys? What's the <laughs> 
I feel like we just the basics of life, we are so frazzled. Mm. And so that is um, slow down. So first and step, and I down. know that it's I know people are out there going, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but well, if anybody I mean, not I mean, and we talked about this in the first part, right? We talked about how how busy, right? And your solution, you know, especially coming into Christ to get unbusy was to get more busy and, and how we struggle with understanding, especially those of us who put a lot on our plate, right? Mm -hmm. We struggle with understanding exactly how to take things off mm -hmm. the plate, right? And I'm in I'm in a very similar boat, you know, I'm I'm running all the time. I we were just talking about, you know, tomorrow's my day off. Well, kind of. Then kind I've got to be up here right. for this, that, the other thing. That, <laughs> then I've still got that to do. And that Tuesday will really be my foot. Well, but then I've got all this other stuff I'll be doing, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's just constantly doing. Right. You know, I think parents especially are very bad at this. We, and not only do we struggle as parents to, to really, we get busy with our kids, but we teach our kids how to be busy. Hmm. And so slow down being, being the first, the first step, slow down, really think about it. What does this kind of be intentional? It, and what do you think? I think that, uh, one of, one of the line, I think it might've been Tim Burrow in missions, but it was saying no to the good to say yes to the best. And so really being, you know, and, and another word that God has been like, really the, this word prune, mm. prune, prune, prune. Because, you know, just like if you if you leave all these things trying to grow, it's going to it's stifling the ones that really could flourish. We have this tendency to um, we end up being kind of OK at a whole bunch of things instead of what has God designed me to do? Why am I still breathing? Mm -hmm. Why does he have me here? And really letting him develop those few things. Well, we get so twisted up with work. You We're performance-based. We so, yeah, ex yes, exactly <laughs> that. We get so twisted up with, I need to achieve. Yes. Rather than God is trying to achieve. Hmm. What is God trying to achieve through me, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about what I can achieve. You know, if it was about what I can achieve, then, you know, why did Christ die? Why right. Why any of this? If, if you could just do things on your own. It's not, it's not that it's what is God doing through me? Why are we here? It's connecting to that, mm -hmm. that meaning, that purpose, that mission. Yeah. Right. So much. If we prune. are prune, mm. prune, prune, if we are so exhausted with all of the temporary things, we don't have anything to give to the eternal things. And, you know, over and over again, we, hear, you know, focus on the, on the things that are unseen because those things are permanent. Right. You know, those are the things that we need to be focused on. Um, and also the, just that we don't know how to be, we don't know how to just be in the presence of God. Mm. Um, and so that is, there's another book, <laughs> I'm, uh, now, do you remember me saying in in the last session you that don't read very, I, yeah, I'm yeah. an excruciatingly slow reader? Kindle Fire 7. <laughs> That's another plug because it has the audio. I ingest oh. so many books now. It has changed my life, my spiritual life, my ministry. Um, so that was, gotta, that was Richard works, Cravey, right? yeah. one of my favorite, yeah. favorite men in the entire world. So anyways... Um, the uh, the book is uh, also written by a brother in Christ, 
and uh, that is Transformed Intimacy with God, and that's Dr. Anthony J. Fischetto. And that is, uh, he does such a great job of, I think it might have been you in class the other, that said about Christian meditation, yes, oh, meditation is, can be Christian, you yeah. know, it's not yeah. trying to just empty your mind into nothing. Well, Psalm 119, meditate on my word. It's meditate chewing on, on God, right, yeah. it's chewing on on God's word, it's yeah. focusing our mind on, on him, on, Correct. you know, whatever the thing is that we want to meditate on, and so, um, but he does a great job of simplifying such an abstract we think that it has to because we're so used to everything being such a production so when it's not you mean i sit here and i think about a verse like you're thinking that you're not doing anything <laughs> i don't i don't have the we, time we're like, like, that. like that right like are we gonna to do anything <laughs> is that all we're doing but that's where that transformation comes in and that's where we get it's like if you you know you don't charge your cell phone you run out of juice and it doesn't do what it's intended to and do and it's not right and it can't work yeah. and so when we this is the way that we actually plug in to god and get the you know he is he's the source and that's how we're getting that's right. the energy from him um, and that's how we will be able to discern how to prune, what to prune, mm. that we can actually, we actually don't need all of the things that are on our plate. Um, I'm still in this process. It's like he continues, to, I call it shaving. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a little at a time, I am continuing to prune and to thin out and to make more room for put more margin in my life mentally mm. physically time wise with my health um you know to to put more elbow room in there i'm gonna call it building it so slow down mm -hmm. build that margin mm -hmm. right be still be still learn to be still in his presence and if you don't know how to do that Ask, talk oh, to somebody, and it takes get some help. Practice. I mean, <laughs> we are addicted to stimulation and activity. Yeah. So be still. Yeah. Right. Fight that addiction. Mm. You know, fight the addiction. Whatever it is that you're, whether it's be screens or whatever. You know, I mean, I've had to. I gave up video games. Mm -hmm. You know, there it is. And I and I I go back and forth on that so much. Um, I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy the amount of like what you get out of that. And just how unhealthy that can become. And I know mm -hmm. for my generation and younger particularly, that can mm -hmm. be a big, that can be a huge time sink. And I remember right. looking at talking to some friends online and I thought, well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm working these, these people, much like you, right? I'm, I'm going to reach these people with the gospel. That's why I'm really here, right? That's uh -huh. why I'm really here. I, no, I mean, I, I, I sat and sat down one time and looked at how many hours I had spent on this thing. And I went, you know. This probably isn't healthy. We could have like built the ark. I, I <laughs> like, we could have built another ark. Stop, right? And so you recognize <laughs> mm -hmm. those things. Don't, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, if you realize you've messed up somewhere, don't get upset and don't hide from God. He already knows. He's mm -hmm. kind enough to help you see it. Uh -huh. Now that you see it, just go, hmm. I'm sorry. And move on. Cut it and move on. Right. Don't dwell in it. Take so, action and, right. Yeah. All right, so slow down, you know, work those margins, be still, right? And then prune. Mm -hmm. And you can't do this, you can't really prune 
until you slow down and get connected to God. That's it. You got to get connected to the gardener. You got to get connected to the creator there who actually knows what it what is needs he has in mind. What What's needs the, to be printed. That's it. We don't know what the end picture is, but he does. And so mm. we have to go to, you know, it's like he's the blueprint and we got to go to the plans and say, okay, well, what, you know, what's this need to look like? And, right. um, and he'll, you know, not only give us the, the direction, but the desire and the motivation and, the, you know, it, he's going to be the energy, the, the source to, to actually have that manifest in our lives. You mean you've got to be connected to God <laughs> to actually see his will done in your life? That's mm. bizarre. I can't, can't, can't. It almost sounds like Genesis 126 and 27, right? Weird. It's, it's very strange. All right. So slow down, be still, work them, work those margins, right? And then allow him to prune and allow him to guide the pruning. Be patient while he does that, mm -hmm. you know, so be open to that. What else? And knowing that the reason for this, ultimately, our lives are not our own. Mm. We know that. We can say that. Do we live that? But do we live it? Mm. And and so it's, why am I actually here? Right. Like, if Jesus were in the room, he would have, like, this this plan, man, I wish she would go over and talk to this, this younger woman, you know, like she's, man, come on, you know, like he's trying to, if we looked around, sometimes I'll sit in a restaurant um, and I just, and I'm by myself a lot and I, and I'm fine with that. I, because it does, it allows me to be more in tune with being with God. And right. so, um, uh, that just it kind of it just naturally happens because I am alone a lot. Um, I will sit in a restaurant and I just kind of look around and I try to, I just observe people. What is it that, what what's going on with them right now? You know what's what's her situation or what's what's he up against or, um, what are the chances that there are any other people added to the body? who know what I know, that know how to obey the gospel and have done that and are walking that walk. What are the chances? Well, I can tell you it's, it's a little bit better down here, but uh, up where I'm at, it's, it's not very good chances. Um, and even when you're sitting, when I'm sitting in a, a church building, that's our mission field too. You know how many people are sitting in the pews and maybe haven't actually obeyed the gospel. They just kind of fell into this place and they just been showing up, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we can't take for granted just because somebody has their, their assigned position, yeah. you know, their assigned seat. They know in where the, their seat is. In the right. Exactly. But um, yeah, so it's, we really got to, we have, I, I actually call it putting on our spiritual glasses we have to, you got to punch in, put those spiritual glasses on and just start to look around. And to be successful in these things, we have to have, we have to understand that we're, we're going to have to cut other things out of our life. We're going to have to slow down. We can't, we're not going to be successful at doing this type of thing, mm -hmm. right? At putting on those spiritual glasses. If we try to leave right? The world's glasses on. And then I try to put the spiritual glasses on. It doesn't work, right? You got to take one you gotta, pair off, Pick a team. Pick, <laughs> really pick a team. Pick a team. Yep. You've got to really make this decision. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just talking to a, a sister in Christ. Of course, we, you know, 
um, so this was by the time this airs, it would be a couple of Sundays ago, but I just preached on James 2, 8 and the royal law. And what what is it after baptism? You, you, you obey the gospel, you do that, but then is there anything left to do? That's when it starts. It's starting. <laughs> it starts at that point. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't end at that point? That's right. not that. That's not the final step. It's in, like now we can actually get now we can get the business. Work. And mm-hmm. so so much of it is, you know, at at. See, we talked in the first episode about, or the first uh, part of this about that baptism being that appeal. Well, appeal to what? Appeal to God to submit to His kingdom, to surrender to His kingdom, mm-hmm. to ex- to to submit to Christ as King. Well, how, how does it look if we say, well, you know, yeah, Christ is my king, but I'm still going to do whatever I want with my time. Right. I'm going to live my life however I want. I'm going to do... I can you still know, eat whatever I, I want, still, even though it's, you know, dragging you know, me down. I can, and <laughs> I can eat, live, do mm-hmm. everything on my own terms and what I want. Well, I mean, do you, you really have a king then? Do you really have... Is someone really sitting on that throne then? Right. I think that's a, that's a, that's a pretty big challenge, you know? Yeah. It's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard for me to... You know, my life is is obviously I work in ministry. So I think I don't, to some extent, you know, it's probably easier for me to sit here and think about things from that perspective. Your life is right. all about ministry. But I think one of the things that that for members who are working, that's a mission field. That's the that's the thing. That's the thing. Everyone start. is in ministry. Everyone is in ministry. Right. Wherever you are at, wherever God, you know, why did God call you to work the job mm-hmm. that you're working? Right. Did he call you to work that job that you're working just because, you know, he didn't have anything intent, he had no mm-hmm. intention there? Or did he have intention? Right. You know, is he in relationship with the people around you? There's so many ways. Mm-hmm. And I love the way you said it in the first part. You said, you know, my hobby is ministry. Hmm. And so that that's a great mindset to have. That's a great mindset. You know, it doesn't mean that we're not saying that you can't have relationships with people. Or you can't have a life or you can't. That's not what we're saying at all. Right. But that that life becomes what is God doing in, in and around the people around me. Right. And paying attention to that. Right. That's awesome. Right. That's good. So slow down, be still, really get connected with God, and then allow him to do the prune. Mm-hmm. And being patient while he does it. <laughs> because it's a lifelong process, right? Paul says forgetting about what lies behind and pressing on. Oh, to yeah. It's ongoing. All right. So that's awesome. Um, so when you reach out to the world, you know, that's as the church, we could adopt some of these things and, and get get ourselves in a place where God can use us. But when we reach out to the world, when you reach out to the world, what is it that you're encountering the most of? What is it like? You're encountering people that are in that kingdom of darkness. What does that darkness look like in the 21st century? What is it that, that when you bring the gospel light, what is it that people are waking up from? What's What would you say is that some of the, one of the biggest things? Oh boy. The, again, the, the word that comes to my mind, um, is, and, and don't be frightened by the, by the word, uh, but addiction. Hmm. And it's not necessary because we automatically go to the biggies. We go drugs, alcohol, pornography, which are obviously in this mix. However, the, the, um, people forget that and we kind of alluded to it a little just a little bit ago um that food is an addiction mm. shopping um oh i got to you know man if i could just get my hands on that truck it's a mm. dopamine it's it's the reward center in the brain 
And so we have this pain. And and again, this is obviously people outside of Christ, but also people in Christ. Mm. So, um, but we have this pain that typically is from childhood and just the stuff that's kind of accumulated over the years. And, um, you know, we've been beat up in this world. We have, we certainly, we get beat up every day. And so all of this accumulates and subconsciously in order for us to get that pain to, you know, we want to kind of stuff that down a little bit. Well, what's, what's the thing you, I like bubble tea. I don't know if anybody, <laughs> uh, if any of my people are out there watching, I know they're, they're cracking up right now going, I've, I've witnessed it. She's dragged me along. Um, you know, it could just be, you know, we call it comfort food. I mean, it's, it has it written. It, it's a, it's a term. Um, it could be the, you know, video games, uh, Netflix, binge watching our, our shows, um, these kinds of things. I just, I see people who are just surviving mm. instead of thriving. God has, we're designed to thrive. That's actually one of my taglines too. We're designed to thrive. Um, we are just surviving. I feel like, and I mean, we have, I mean, it's like, we're, it's almost like zombies. Like we're just trying to get through our day. People just so are just trying to just do it again. Gosh, yeah. Um, you know, some of that is, is the busyness. Some of it is just, again, it's the accumulation of being beat up. We have depression, anxiety there. I mean, suicide, some of the people that, I mean, um, New Zealand is one of the most beautiful, it's unreal how beautiful New Zealand is. And it has one of the highest suicide rates. Why? It's a very peaceful nation. Why? They seem to have everything, modern technology, you know, they got, why, why is the suicide rate that, that high? We're, we're just, we're, we're trying to numb the pain mm. and we are living on autopilot. We are just zombies walking around and, um, we don't know that there's anything better. We just, we're so mm. used to this. We just don't even know that there is better. Like how I said in, you know, in our last session, I just kept thinking if this is life, like what's the point? I just felt like there had to be something Prior more. To Christ. Yes, like yeah. there had to be something else. Because if not, what's the point, you know? And so I was just, you know, I, I chased what, it, I didn't know what it was, you know, eventually I realized, well, the only thing I haven't tried is God. I'm trying mm -hmm. all these other things, you know, and again, it doesn't have to be. Now, of course, I like I said, I, I was into alcohol, thankfully never got into drugs. Um, but that is obviously, and it, and it doesn't have to necessarily be illegal street drugs. It could be, you know, Medicaid, like that's been prescribed. I and mean, maybe abused or anything you're using to fill the hole. Anything except God. Except God. That is what we're talking about. Mm. And so it is 
when everybody around you is do when it when you're just living like everybody else is living you you don't necessarily realize oh wait something's wrong you know you might subtly think it subconsciously but when everybody around you i mean it's it's so common and people just are defeated they just feel defeated and like nothing can ever change, like things are out of their hands. They have just been dealt the cards they've been dealt and they're just going to... And there's no hope. And there's no hope. You get complacent. You get tired. Again, it's like we're just zombies walking around. Um, and uh, they just don't, just don't know. So encountering that, encountering people, what... What is their response when you see this, when you see this, whether, you know, and it, and it doesn't have to be, we oftentimes paint, right, in our minds, we paint the person who needs to hear the gospel most as the drug addict, not the successful banker, or not this, you know, the, the mm -hmm. lady who's working the teller, or not the person behind the counter, right? Mm -hmm. They've got a job, right? So they must be good because they've got a job. They don't need to hear it. Right, we we have this tendency to go, oh, it's this person and not necessarily this mm -hmm. person. But you encounter people from across the spectrum, you know. Obviously, those mm -hmm. who are, you know, doing drugs or, or addicted to something where society doesn't necessarily accept what it is that they're doing. Right. right. Obviously, those are a little bit more aware. Right. Right. But they stand out more. You know, what do you, what do you do when you encounter? some of this darkness this mm. lack of hope this just this enslavement to death what do you what, what is when you see it what do you say are you meaning what am i saying to them yeah, how am i approaching you, this like, how do you encounter I, pretend for a second that i'm oh. you know i'm still stuck in that world and i'm enslaved like what it what is it what is something that you say to try to to try to break that a little bit this is where my my story i was there Mm. This is where people's stories are going to truly come into play. But I surely just was, someone sitting in the pews for their whole life, surely they don't they have don't a have story. A, they don't have a past, right? Um Is that is it do you think that's the case? You know what, honest, I've I've encountered both. I'm intrigued by people who've been raised in the church, in the church because I haven't been you know right. there was this whole body of christ that i never knew i'm tickled about being in the body of christ <laughs> yeah, like i'm still enamored right you know um and so because i had to seek that out in my 30s you know right. and um so that was a that was a process so i'm intrigued by people who've been raised in the church now i've heard it both ways i've heard um you know that some people never really you're either lost or saved. There is no like third middle ground, you know, but when you are not living in the pit, when you are not living in the pit and living a very not good life and whatever, it's some, you know, some of those people who've been raised in a church have said, oh yeah, I just, you know, and you just kind of, well, yeah, and then I obeyed here and they boop. And then they just keep, going on with life as it had been then i've heard others who they they did go astray and they knew that they were living in the pit you know even mm. though they had maybe already been immersed or um you know maybe they did but they were super young and it was just because they you know church came, you know whatever the i've heard different stories 
And so maybe later on they came to their senses and then, you know, got back. So I've, I've heard it both ways, but... Wouldn't both be useful, though, obviously. I mean, if, you, if you've been in the pit, you can easily look at someone and go... I understand I've been there. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a level of empathy that, that I mean, that that is that is very awesome mm-hmm. that, that, that is there. And God uses our failures for his glory, mm-hmm. right? But for the person who's never experienced it, I don't think the answer is, well, you have nothing to contribute. No. I think rather the answer not. is shock and I can't believe it's like that for you. It doesn't have to be. Right. Right? I mean, right. that's, this. The, your story is the fact that You've never been there, and it doesn't have to be there. Right. Because, I mean, it sounds to me like when you're with the people you encounter that are still lost, that are in that darkness, they don't truly, they truly think that it has, it can be no other way. Correct. So you have, you, no matter where you're at in the it kingdom, God matter. can use you Absolutely. to contribute in this conversation. So Absolutely. you encounter this darkness. I'm sorry, we needed to clarify that. So we, you encounter this darkness for you. You go right back to that story, your own story. It's yeah. I mean, that's um, when you when you are going through something that somebody else is going, th- and they have come out on the other end. Right. You see the, and especially for people who have kn- that they knew me I, in my life BC, they knew me then, and they see what what God has done. Like it is possible. Um, and so again, not, not, it's not me. God did now, of course I have to climb out of the pit, but he's, his hand is right there. I have to grab his hand mm. and use my legs <laughs> as he pulls me out and, you know, but, um, so it's empathy. just bringing, it's bringing that hope. It's, you have to bust through uh, myth busting. You have to bust through the devil's lies. Mm. I know that the devil was telling you, well, this is just life. I know the devil was telling you, well, where else, what else would you be doing? Well, I have to, I have to work here. I have to be do, you know, mm. I need to pay the bills. I got to, you know, whatever the thing is, you got to bust through the devil's lies. And, st- and when you, Speak a lie that the devil has been telling somebody. You can see it on their face. Mm. You can see it on their face. I mean, go figure. You know, the the word makes it clear that sin and death and the enemy, these are real powers that we are confronting. You know, Paul says, you know, it's not in Ephesians. He says, our enemy is not flesh and bloods, but the powers and authorities in these heavenly realms that have, that have weighed laced to God's creation, mm-hmm. right? These are our enemies and they're active today. They're active today, and we've got to be ready. Peter says, right, um, in 1 Peter 3.15, you know, always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you mm-hmm. with gentleness and reverence. We've always got to be on point, not to confront, you know, I, 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 tell, I tell, the, tell people this all the time, you know, it's, it's not about whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. That has nothing to do with the mm-hmm. politics is one of the lies. Mm-hmm. That's one of the lies, and the enemy uses both of that to totally cloud the issue. Mm-hmm. We've got to start getting more focused on exactly what you're talking about, which is confronting the enemy's lies That's with it. the truth of the gospel. Yep. That's awesome. All right, so you empathize, you confront those lies with the truth. Mm-hmm. What are some of the lies that you that you see the enemy tell people? Oh, uh, like I said, just that I mean this is how it's always going to be. This is just life. Mm, yep. Um, you know, well these were the cards you were dealt. What are you, I mean, you've messed up 
all this time, what makes you think that anything can be any different? You know, you're just the same part. You're just going to keep doing what you're doing. Um, or it's, it's that, well, I'm a decent human being. You know, we talked about that too. Um, I mean, I'm not out like murdering anyone. I'm not stealing from anyone. Like I'm not, I just want to live my life. You know, I just want to just do the best that I know to do. Right. I'm a decent person, so it must be okay. It's, so I must yeah. be okay. But when you, how many, okay. So when you encounter somebody who is of that mindset, right, that's a person who's not, you, is that a lie that they're telling themselves that I'm okay? And that's, that is the lie itself? It's, yeah. I mean, it's, um, and I don't think any of us want to think of ourselves. I was, I was doing that same thing, you right. know, um, but, uh, you know, behind every, every lie, it's the devil period, whether, mm. and, and we just kind of perpetuate it. If we don't override it, if we don't intentionally call, call bluff and, you know what I mean? And, and true, override right. it, then it's, it's just going to perpetuate. So much of this, uh, you know, empathizing, confronting the lies, especially this, you know, empathizing is important. And then confronting the lies with truth, that kind of requires you to know some truth, though, doesn't it? <laughs> kind of kind important of, to be mm, in the book, huh? It's a little bit, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So this is this is part of that being connected, that, that process of being still, meditating mm -hmm. on his word, knowing what the word says. Right. You know, um, knowing that all man is made in the image of God and that God is patient, not wanting any to perish, mm -hmm. but all to come to repentance, understanding the mission that he has in mind for people. Yes. So, so, so vital. So when you, after you confront the lies, what are the reactions that you see when you start? I mean, you're shell shocking people, you know, let's, <laughs> let's be frank. When, when the truth shows up, right, you uh -huh. open up the gospels, you see Jesus bringing the truth. He wasn't well received, uh -huh. right? So when you're confronting these lies with truth, what are some of the reactions that you, you encounter that you commonly encounter? Well, I mean, I immediately think of, um, you know, Matthew 7, and he talks about the, the narrow gate. And uh, we already know that the majority, the majority, and if you take uh, an example from history, uh, the day of Pentecost, you know, mm. probably more than 3 million people there, because they didn't count women and children. And so probably more than 3, so less than 1% obeyed the gospel that day. Mm. Right? Yeah, right. And so I have to think that the ratio is probably not much different. You mm. know, it's just human. It's just where we're at. It's a very sobering, sad thought. Um, but knowing from the beginning, most are not going to be receptive. And so like, okay, I hear you on with life is the, you know, people just keep mm. Even though there is this pain in their life, you see them, tr like, I have told people, you are in a prison cell and the door isn't even locked. You literally could walk right out of here and I'll come and get you and I will hold your hand and I will walk out with you. You know, there was actually a story and I can't even, I just remember bits and, and bits and pieces, but it was about, um, you know, these, these women that were in these little prisons and stuff. And the one 
yeah. goes out and she's like, oh my word, like there are no guards here. There are no, like the sun is out here and the, come on and kept yelling for the, come on. Right. <laughs> it is, it is one of the most heart wrenching things. Here's one of the challenges to answer a question from, from back there. To watch people drown and not even kick their legs and move their arms. Um, it is one of the hardest things to continue to see over and over because it is the majority. So, especially in a performance-based society, right? I mean... Having actually, like, seen people both physically and spiritually go down the drain, right? I, I mean, I've been I've been a part of that. For for those of you who don't know, I worked as a paramedic for a very long time, mm -hmm. and I mean, I can you say that, and for me, I can I can think of scenes in my life where that yeah. that that was the case, and now on this side of the cross and on this side of you know obedience, mm -hmm. um. You know, I've I've encountered plenty of people spiritually who have done exactly what you're you're talking about. Yeah. And how do you, especially in a performance based society, with that in mind, how do you judge success then? <laughs> I mean, how how are you? I mean, how do you have the the strength and the will to continue to to carry on in the face of such mm. what our our performance based society would consider such great failure? I mean. As we looked at Matthew, as you said about Matthew 7, you know, this is almost guaranteed failure. Mm -hmm. So then what's success? Are you meaning for me as as I, a missionary? I mean... How do I know you, if I'm on target? <laughs> for you as a missionary in that very specific way, but mm -hmm. then also more broad. As the church, I mean, we're encouraging mm. people today, right now, we're encouraging people to take ministry up. Mm -hmm. Into the places where God has them, where he wants them to take it up. So they're going to confront this very real truth. Yes. So yeah, it's very specifically for you and then very broadly for the church. Okay. And it's one and the same because okay. I'm, the church is made up of a bunch of me, you know? <laughs> yes. Oh, that sounds way more scary than I meant for it to sound. <laughs> we don't want to, we don't want any more of me. In the sense that you were trying to But a to whole bunch of individuals. Right, I mean, right, just yeah. a bunch of, you know, a bunch of individuals is what makes up the, the church. So it's not the church, what is each individual member of the church? To, and it's what we talked about before, slowing down. You know, it's that wash, rinse, repeat. Mm -hmm. Continue to plug into God. Put your spiritual glasses on, overriding uh, the lies with truth. God is the one running the show. I'm not doing a thing other than facility. It's like God is driving. I'm in the back seat. He's driving around and and we're scoping out people and he goes, hey, go pick them up. And so I get out and I open up the door and say, he he has a message for you. He wants to talk to you. And if they get in the car, I close the door behind them. I hop back in the back seat and and we're on our way again. Mm. And so it's it's not it's not me doing anything anyway. I, I tell the illustrate when I'm doing uh, like evangelism coaching, uh, I give the illustration. First of all, I want to let you know that it's, I, we have to set the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? 
we have to set the proper expectation, expectation. that, uh, first of all, you're not doing a thing. <laughs> God is the one that's doing it. So you think about, uh, you know, dad's going to build a deck and little four-year-old boy wants to help dad build a deck, right? Right. And so he, he gives him a little, he has his little plastic hammer and he's, and he's probably dropping nails and stuff's everywhere. And he's probably making it harder on dad, but you know, he wants to help dad build a deck. And so, oh, here, son, here, hit the, you know, hit the nail. And okay. When that's all, cause we have no business being in God's kingdom. And you had talked about the tree and being grafted, you know, I just want to be on the tree. Right. So it's like, be, yeah. I just want to, I just want to know I got a little spot over I'm, here. In the, I'm just happy here on the tree. Right? <laughs> I just yeah. want to be on the tree. And so, um, you know, we have no business being in his kingdom. Mm. We have no business being in his kingdom. However, the gift is a sense of belonging and ownership that he gifts us by letting us pretend to even do anything in his kingdom, okay? Right. And so here, here, son, hit the nail. Okay, oh, now deck is all done and they stand back. And how do you think that little boy feels? He is tickled out of his mind. Look at what we did together. That is what God has gifted us to do. So we're not doing anything. We're swinging a hammer and dropping nails all over the place is what we're doing. Um, but it's being available. It's those things that we talked about earlier. And um, so recognizing that God is ultimately in control of this. <laughs> And their rejection of his message is exactly that, the rejection of his message. His message. It's right. not It's not ours. It it's, he's not. he's building the deck. And we're just, we're there inviting all the neighborhood kids to come in and build the deck. And if people don't want to come, then... Next. It, next. It's, it doesn't have anything right. to do, you know, with us. Mm -hmm. And so under, I think, so yeah, setting, as you said, setting those proper expectations, understanding that this is his mission mm -hmm. and we're going to come alongside him. The burden is off of us. That's right. It is not a burden. And, and we already know he says that, like, whatever it is that he's calling us is not a burden. And so um, we just having that that burden lifted mm. helps to it, may, it makes it lighter, obviously. Right. And so it we're, we're more able to to walk that path with proper expectations. That's right. And so the hardship there is knowing is is what you described it isn't isn't the failure in and of itself right it's not about it's not about me we can remove me from the picture mm -hmm. if they don't accept the message they don't accept the the message the success or failure for me is whether or not i took god up on this mission to go tell people did i get in to, the back seat and say hey i'll open up the door right exactly that's Am all I, that that's it that's the success or failure so as long as you're opening the door up for people in this analogy, right? Mm -hmm. God is the taxi driver. He pulls over. He says, mm -hmm. hey, open the door for mm -hmm. them. Uh -huh. And as long as we open the door and say, hey, do you want to get in? Uh -huh. We're we're successes. That's we, are, we are doing well. The difficulty, and this is where be, being connected and being still before God is mm -hmm. so important. The difficulty is as you watch person after person say no. Yes. And the people around you continue to, to make the decision to drown without, to, to make the decision to stay in prison and not open the door yeah. um, as they make those real decisions that God in his love allows them to make. Um, it's not being torn up. 
That's yeah. the real difficulty. And, and, you know, the longer that you do this, the longer that we do this, the more and more that becomes a realization. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a balance of not, not allowing yourself to get calloused because you're trying mm. to, you know, cause it's, it's painful to watch. It is super painful to watch. Uh, and I'm sure that you have the same being in, um, EMS. It, yeah. And so trying not to get hardened, hmm. still feeling what you're feeling, but keeping yourself focused on. Well, an EMS, the, I got hardened. Well, <laughs> yeah, I burned out and got, I mean, and that's, and a lot of people end up in that direction and it's, right. it's not, you know, it's something in, in ministry as we encourage people to get involved in ministry, wherever they're at, to get involved in being aware of what God is doing with the people mm -hmm. around them. Um, it's so important to understand that burnout is a real thing. Absolutely. And if you're not doing this, if you're not connected to God, and and this isn't something, church, this isn't something that we're we're confused by. We've seen it. We've seen it in healthcare providers. We've mm -hmm. seen it oh, in, yeah. in people who are supposed to be taking care of the elderly. Mm -hmm. You know, this burnout is is a real thing. And being that being that person and, and going a time and time again and seeing the same results and everything, it can it can have a mm -hmm. true effect on callousing ourselves. So we have to be very careful. Right. I really have one last question for you. And that is for those people who would say, you don't understand, this isn't me. I can't talk. I can't open my mouth. <laughs> I can't, you know, I, I just can't. That's not, God has not gifted me, right? You're a gifted evangelist. I am not, right? You're gifted in this evangelism stuff. I am not. What, who, for whatever reason, they say, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. What What's your response to that? Oh, so this is actually why I didn't realize that I was doing evangelism coaching, but when people reached out, it just naturally uh, started taking place. Um I want people to know also, I know it's very hard to believe, but I am an introvert. <laughs> and so, um, what? yes, Welcome I am. Club. I know, right? Club. Woo! It's uh, <laughs> team introvert. But um, God makes no mistakes. Mm. And there are, we talked about my big ridiculous personality. So for example, there are people out there that if I were to get my hands on them and and word vomit all over them, they would run for the hills. That those are the God does not have me to help those people. I will have them running for the hills. There are other people who are more reserved and more uh, calm and quiet. They are not as loud talking as I am and things like that. We need everybody. There is somebody out there waiting for somebody just like you, whoever you are, however you are, wherever you are, whatever that looks like. And so every, every person in the body of Christ has a mission field. And you and I had talked also about, you know, I said, it looks, there's, uh, you know, the, the, the stay at home mom that has, five or six kids and she homeschools and she has her groceries delivered, never really goes many places. And then there's a, a woman who, um, you know, owns a party planning business and she knows everybody in nine counties. Um, and, you know, so their mission fields look different, but they have the mission field. There is a field. There is a field. Mm. 
Exactly. And so God has not made a mistake. Um, it's not, we are not supposed to look like anyone else. Mm. Wash, rinse, repeat, plug into those things and get connected with God because he's going to unfold. It's like he will dump out the puzzle pieces on the on the card table right. and he's going to help you build in that frame of he gave you abilities. He gave you limitations. He gave you all of, to nudge you toward what it is that his purpose for you, what he has for you to do and who it is around he will send he's not going to send you somebody that you're not that you specifically are not able to to help right of course it's their choice but what i'm saying is he's not he's not going to send me i certainly now that i've said it i shouldn't even say it but he's not going to send me like a scientist uh you know somebody that's like because i'm not scholarly i'm not gonna i'm not the person for them right and so there is somebody else out there for that person. In other words, you think that we should probably just accept that God knows what he's doing? That kind of sounds, yeah, we might we might just roll with that, you know. To... But it's, it's not going to happen if we never slow down, if we never learn how to work those margins, if we don't know how to be still in his mm-hmm. presence, right? And if we don't allow him to do the pruning and go, to direct us, right? Right. You know, neither of us grew up in the church. Are you familiar with the the way they the the a com, apparently a common way that prayers used to be ended with guide, guard, and direct? Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of that? I I have. It wasn't common work, but yeah. So I I hadn't I'd never heard of that. And then you know somebody said somebody was talking about a class on prayer and learning how to say guide, guard, and direct. And oh, okay. I didn't grow up in the church either, yeah. so I was curious if you had ever heard it. But li- take that literally. God is literally guiding us. He is mm-hmm. literally guarding us and he is mm-hmm. literally directing his church mm-hmm. to bring the gospel and everybody can do it that's it nobody cannot do it right everybody can do it right because he's the power behind it that's it it's just accepting your understanding not accepting but understanding who god has made you to be in his body and to do that we need to slow down we need to be still and we mm-hmm. need to let him prune all mm-hmm. right is there anything else i mean is there anything else that you that that you can think of that the church just needs to know, needs to stand on, needs to be aware of, needs to be comfortable with to to better bring the gospel. Um, the, and this may tie in with your with your last question too, but it just popped into my mind um, that uh, just had a conversation with a, a sister in Christ the other day, and I the the reminder of there is more going on on the inside of a person mm. than what you're going to be aware of on the outside. Um, that evidence, there's there's so much more that is taking place on the inside before you're going to see the evidence of, you know, the, the changing and, and God prepping a heart and doing those kinds of things. And so um, just to, and again, it's, it's God prepping the heart. So that's that's We're his work. With God. <laughs> that's the partner I want. I mean, you know, we were just playing games the other day, and I was like, "Well, who am I going to get as my part?" You know, I'm trying to get the best person as my partner. God is my partner in this. So, like, what? Trust and, him. And if he's the one that's in charge, and I don't get the results that I want, guess what? It's his fault anyway. <laughs> he's doing. You know, he's. Uh, 
he it's it's on him trust i don't have that's it yeah he's i'm just along for the ride so you heard it here church trust god (laughs) um amy i can't i cannot thank you enough for coming i can't thank you enough for visiting the congregation here and i I certainly can't thank you enough for for sitting around for as long as we have and, and making yourself available for this discussion uh sister i I said a long time ago that you're quintessential, and I still mean that today. It's been fantastic. Love you to death, and uh, I'm looking forward to what God is going to do through you, through your, through the ministry that you're working in, and for the kingdom of the church. It's going to be great. I appreciate you. So, church, if you have any questions, if there is anything you need prayer for, if there's any help we can we can do for you, or if you haven't obeyed the gospel, you don't know how you want to learn, please, 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 please reach out. Do not sit there at home listening to the lies of the devil, thinking that things can't change. God can change anybody and anything, and he does it on a routine basis. It's his job. Mm-hmm. Well, let's pray, sister, and then we'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll end it off. Father God, we come before your throne and Father, we are so great. Mm-hmm. Father, you are a great and mighty God. Father, help your church to trust you. Help your church to live under your wing, Father. Encourage and strengthen your church so that we can take the gospel to the world, Father. And I pray that you strengthen and encourage Amy as she is diligently working, a diligent servant in your kingdom, Father, as you well know. Father, I pray that you can help all of us become more like Christ and be those diligent workers in your kingdom in the 